the ugly girl with glasses that takes them off and is beautiful <laughs> or is like paraded around giving makeup and wait wait she's taking off her oh my gosh Sarah you're beautiful oh my gosh it's Wonder hey, Woman girl. you guys this whole time <laughs> who's talking Gal Gadot <laughs> they're going back on she's beautiful and super blind yeah, do they do they go to like the what is it called the eye doctor the optometrist and do they get her contacts just to like parade around like how much Wait, work who? is that like when they're when they're when Any she's taking off her happens. glasses like now she oh, has contacts you meant, like, or something like, or she's just blind to be <laughs> no that would be a scene i'd rather watch than him explaining sex to her yeah. like e g o just full battle <laughs> just... one or two <laughs> Two. <laughs> two. Or three. Still two. Okay, um, Diana, your sword is kind of poking me, but uh, three or four. <laughs> I will now blow a puff of air into your eye, and it'll be super uncomfortable. Like riveting. I feel like I would have remembered this scene. What a powerful woman. <laughs> she kept her eye open the entire time. I can't. I can't. That's why they do it four times. <laughs> Welcome to the Mildly Awkward Podcast, honest talk about young adulthood, the messy, the marvelous, and as always, the mildly awkward. I am your co-host, Corby. I am your co-host, Maddie. And today we are joined by two special friends. Who have never been on our podcast before. Not ever. Why don't you go, go ahead and introduce yourselves. My name is Addie and Sarah. <laughs> Yay. Hello. So in an audio medium, that won't be confusing at all. <laughs> we are joined by our two good, good friends. Addie. Addie, yes, and Sarah. Sarah, who are different people. We are, sometimes. And you, were, <laughs> and you both were on previous episodes. We Addie sure was were. on Ladders. Oh. And Sarah was on Three-Eyed Raven, mm, mm-hmm. social media episode. She yeah, was. so our social media maven is back. Our leaving home expert is also back. We're here to talk about a completely different subject from both of those things. But they are still completely qualified to talk about. Yes, multi-talented. And that is women and movies and TV. Are you excited to get started? Oh, I'm thrilled. Yes. (laughs) And I just want it to be clear that I am the media expert, hence social media, Mm. uh, women's Mm -hmm. media, Mm -hmm. Yep. just overall qualified. I'm just like the women's expert, so we're good. Do you know a woman? (laughs) Yeah, I'm, like, really good friends with a lot of women, so mm-hmm. I feel like I just am an expert. Yeah, like, much. my best friend is a woman, yeah. so I feel like yeah. I can say stuff about them. Wait a minute. Right. Does everyone have a best friend who's a woman in this room? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're so qualified to talk about <laughs> Yay. <laughs> my, my mom's a woman. <laughs> have you asked? Some of my best moms no. and sisters are women, <laughs> best, so... Best moms and... <laughs> are you ranking your mothers and sisters then? If you could rank your mothers and sisters based on um, how how much of a good woman they are, where would you start? Where like would this, you finish? You know, I feel like this just isn't public information. Okay, good you, Just respect her privacy, okay? <laughs> oh, As a women's expert, you know, we did take them away from a conference earlier, so... <laughs> Michelle Obama was there. Yes. And Ellen DeGeneres. Both famous women. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's a very, <laughs> very factually correct statement, Kirby. 
And now, for Talking Into Microphones with Corby. All right. Today we're going to start with some deal breakers. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready, Manny? Always. Okay. Go ahead and start us off. Okay. So, again with deal breakers, you guys know this is sort of you're going out with this person, everything else is fine. This is, is this the one thing that would make you not want to date them? And of course, this week we are doing the sort of women in media theme. So the first one is, your significant other says their favorite female superhero is Wonder Woman because she's Batman's girlfriend, right? I mean, you, she can be your favorite superhero, absolutely, but she's so much more than just a, an accessory to Superman. Um, or Bat, Batman? Super- I don't oh. know if she's the girlfriend of either of them in real life. Oh, well then they just don't even know superheroes, so why am I dating them? <laughs> right, that's the real that's issue. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's a deal breaker. If they have to relate it to a male to, like, clarify why they're your favorite superhero, it kind of just makes me really mad. And I'd probably mm. go off on them and feel really guilty about it, like, ten minutes later. Definitely. But it would feel really good at the moment, because oh. they would deserve it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Would it be better or worse if they said that and they're like, oh, she's just super hot? I'd be like, yeah, she <laughs> is. Like, right, you are no correct. Argument. <laughs> no argument. <laughs> How about you? That'd be a deal breaker for you. I'm going to say yes, because I have three women staring <laughs> me down. That's true. I asked that, and we all just looked at you silently for this beat where we were like, try it. <laughs> I dare you. I'll say yes, because she has her own identity, separate. We saw that movie together. Don't look at me like that. I don't remember. It was you, me, and Zach. And then afterwards, I was like, I am so mad that they had this romantic interest in it because it was not necessary. It was just pointless. I was really mad about that. But it was a good movie. It was. Basically, Corby can't tell his female friends apart. (laughs) I can't tell you. Do you you think we're all the same? (laughs) I'm just staring at the wall. Do you think women know each other now? (laughs) What? You three know each other, therefore confirms my my thought process from earlier. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right. The next one is your significant other insists that women warriors in chainmail bikinis is more historically accurate. I'm sorry. I just vomited a little bit. (laughs) Sarah's making this face with one of her hands in the air, just waving it around, looking at us like. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I bet it would be really sexy, but also she's going to (laughs) die. Yeah. I mean, if you have an arrow shot at you and you just have a bikini made out of chainmail, like there are many vulnerable parts. I'm just being realistic. That would be the first time I would be excited to get an arrow to the boob. (laughs) Why? What would the second time be? But yeah, you said that as if it's <laughs> <laughs> the first. Like, and that was my first experience feeling excited about getting shot in the boot. <laughs> I don't know. There might be more down the line. I'll keep you posted. Oh my god! I just think of like World of Warcraft and all the women, or even Mortal Kombat. All of the women have like these sexy dresses on, and um, it's just so unrealistic, and it makes me really mad because they can't be good warriors. Right? Or, like, yeah. really, the thing that gets me, too, and this is not about, like, chainmail bikinis, but it's, like, women in fight seats who have their hair down and, like, flowing. You're like, that's unnecessary. That's just a whole bunch of ways to get your hair caught and stuff or to be able to grab it and stuff. It's just not good. Even as a school counselor, I find myself putting my hair up, and I'm like, this is in the way. And I'm literally just talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine in battle. Or can I? Katniss Everdeen had the right idea with that side braid. 
right? Nice. It's effective, right? And it was like a whole plot and point, too. She I killed think, yeah. so many people. <laughs> Practical, <laughs> am I right? So the moral of the story, put your hair up. You, too, could kill a lot of people. <laughs> to kill a mockingbird. Mockingjay. <laughs> yep. I was like, wait, that's just the title <laughs> in real life. <laughs> and to our literature section of this week. <laughs> so is this a deal breaker? Your significant other will, quote, act like a woman whenever they get speeding tickets in order to try and get out of them. Like crying or... I don't know. batting your eyes. Well, that's just what they say. They just say, I will always act like a woman whenever I get a speeding ticket. I never get a ticket. People say that? This person said it. We need to make a decision here. You're not dating everyone. You're dating this man. And he just said it to you. I know the guy David said it. Um, Keith down the street said it as well. Oh, classic Keith. Am I right? (laughs) Keith's hot, so you can't get rid of him. But David, (laughs) it's got to be a deal breaker. Oh, yeah. I don't want to date David in general. (laughs) Do we know anyone named David who's going to get really hurt by this whole segment? I don't think so. I hope not, David. Listener I'm so sorry if you're listening. <laughs> My choir and band director from high school is named David. I don't want to date your choir and band director. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I stand by it. I do not. Oh my gosh. So the next one, your significant other thinks Disney focuses too much on princesses and should start making movies about princes. Can, Can we get a gay prince? That'd be dope. That would be dope. I would watch that. I mean, I'm fine with broadening the horizons. I just want more Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> like equal opportunity, just give me yeah. more. Yeah, cool with that. As long as you know they have some strong female leads in that too, and some really dope ass songs. <laughs> That's all I care about. Asking the real questions here. <laughs> Are the songs gonna be good? Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, the original Disney princes were very one dimensional. Mm. Literally, the name is Prince Charming. <laughs> I wonder what his characteristic is. Yeah, I would love to learn more about him. Like, a little bit. More than just that he's, like, charming or whatever. What do you like a gritty origin story? It's like, everyone asks, how's Prince Charming? No one asks, how's Prince feeling down today? Gosh. (laughs) Tell me about your mother. Like, (laughs) it's a lot to live up to as a boy. (laughs) Do you guys want to know how he got that nickname? Wait. He acted like a woman and charmed his way out of a speeding ticket. Oh, but um, uh, I also love the idea of like getting a ticket on a horse drawn <laughs> carriage. <laughs> it's like as a young young teen. That can be dangerous. Expired tabs on your horse. Have you seen a horse? It's like a car with a mind of its own. Right. Oh wait, they have those now. Oh, gosh. Did you hear? Side note: that it, Uber car killed someone. I'm just like nodding wait, my wait, head. What? There's a self-driving yeah. Uber car, and it it, it ran over someone. Oh, that's not good. So, how you feeling, Uber? I comment for you. <laughs> R.I.P. Prince Charming. <laughs> you guys, we have to stay in this room. Uber car is out there. Special thanks to our sponsor, Acacia Counseling and Wellness, for your peace of mind. Head on over to acaciacw.com. That's A-C-A-C-I-A-C-W.com to learn more. All right. So let's get on with it. How exposed are you to to women in media now versus when you were younger? Um, probably more exposed, I would say. I think just like more plots and storylines are just like focusing more on like strong women and strong characters and they're not necessarily just like additions or accessories they're like oh no these women have voices and stories to be told i think in my own experience um 
One of the shows I watched a lot when I was growing up was Saturday Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Wait, when you were growing up, you watched that? Yes, I remember like vividly. Me and my siblings would go in my parents' room and watch it at like ten thirty at night oh, because we're That's Central awesome. Time. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite characters always was Maya Rudolph, mm-hmm. um, mostly yes. because her last name was Rudolph, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and I was just like, "Yes, she's so cool." Um, but then my mom is super liberal and very into um, like gender equality and everything. And we were always really exposed to really strong women. And my mom is a very strong woman. And I've always been really drawn to really strong female characters. Cool. What was one of your earliest, like, other than Maya Rudolph, who I agree is a queen mm. and should be revered. Um, <laughs> what was one of your earliest, like, oh, this is a good female role model for me or my favorite, like, strong female character growing up? Like, who's one of the first mm. people you guys latched on to? I think the first person that came to mind was Tyra Banks. Because <laughs> yes. I used to watch a lot of... Uh, but the what's the mo- uh, no, top I'm model? Top yeah, model. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I watched a lot of that. <laughs> Eddie and I were both like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. I said the acronym. It's fine. <laughs> She's a true fan. I have yet to learn. Ooh, um, this is also kind of embarrassing, but my first real like female role model was Hilary Duff. Um, <laughs> I remember coming home from school. And being like, okay, 6.30. That's when Lizzie McGuire is on. (laughs) And that is the one TV show that I watched religiously. And then, also really embarrassing, my first ever concert that I went to was Hilary Duff. (laughs) I know. Did she come to, like, Minnesota back in the day? Oh, yeah. And I also screamed, like, you're my idol. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was bad. That's so sweet. I loved her. Don't apologize for lifting up other women. That's beautiful. I will always lift up other women. (laughs) What about you, Maddie? I was trying to think. I was like, okay, because as you all know, I was raised homeschooled. So it was a smaller... (laughs) Wait, hold the mic. I was raised homeschooled. (laughs) Yeah, that makes no sense. I was homeschooled growing up. You guys were raised public school, right? (laughs) Like, it makes no sense. We're not chickens. (laughs) We're free range. I was not. (laughs) Factory farming children. (laughs) Um, I mean, we did actually have free range chickens, which is kind of funny. But be that as it may, I feel like the pool of acceptable, like, media was way smaller with my parents because they were very, like, everything is evil, don't watch anything. So the pool to draw from was a little smaller. So I was trying to think. I think, for me, it was characters from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, like Lucy and Susan, because mm-hmm. that was, like, approved. Um, <laughs> but I liked them because they were, you know, really badass, like, fighting and, like, use of magic and were really, like, pure, wholesome people. So... For a while, that was mine. Mine was definitely Buffy. <coughs> uh, Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. See, I got into Buffy in college and, like, oh. loved Buffy. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, still holds up. I was like, right now, show whatever. I'm, like, still very mad at the whole her and Spike thing, but that's okay. Spoiler. I'm, okay. I've only seen the first episode. No, you haven't. <laughs> She's my idol. Don't give me that crap. <laughs> Corby was also raised homeschooled, so. Corby was organic, farm-raised, <laughs> grass-fed, grass-fed, grain-free uh, man. So. <laughs> dolphin safe. <laughs> safe. should check in with the dolphin portion of our demographic. Uh, does, is this safe, safe to you, do you think? Okay, we can proceed. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's 
beautiful. Never apologize, you beautiful dolphin. Uh, what about right now? So if you had, like, those people growing up as your, like, sort of female role models in the media, who is your, like, sort of queen now in movies or TV shows? I have mine, but I think I'm going to go on a long rant. So if Addie has hers, I'll allow her to go first. I have, like, 12. <laughs> We're not going to get through this fast either way. Honestly, just go. Oh my God. Okay, first woman. This is, yeah, first woman in media that I was like, oh, my God, yes, queen. Hermione Granger. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, yes. incredible. Super smart. Not ashamed to be who she was. Mm-hmm. Loved her. Punch Draco in the face. Mm. Incredible. Beautiful. <laughs> you go now. Okay, so mine is not necessarily like an actress, but definitely prominent in media, and that is Shonda Rhimes. <gasps> yes. 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 So Shonda Rhimes is like, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, queen. That's, that's the, the war cry you must give Shonda when her name is spoken. So go Shonda Rhimes. I'm just going, yes. Otherwise, she will kill you. <laughs> she kills everybody, so. She's just going to take over every TV, TV station that you watch anyways, and then you'll never be able to watch anything besides right. Shonda. And Podcast. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, so I'll limit my rant to a bit. But yeah, so Shonda Rhimes is the person in charge of Grey's Anatomy scandal, how to get away, get away with murder. Um, Grey's Anatomy, my favorite show. I'm rewatching it for like way too many times. But just recognizing that like she has taken a very popular show that you know was high in drama, sex, doctors, all good stuff, but then also using it to like talk about important issues and like using it as a platform like one of her more recent episodes focused on like domestic violence and the title of the episode was the 1-800 number for like oh wow yeah mm-hmm. so and they ha- I don't know she's like they're she just had a new character who's a transgender individual and I don't know just like including a bunch of people from different different demographics and just like making it a really wonderful show that's yeah. my rant all right that's a good one uh-huh shauna all right so you said you had like 12 addy what are some of the other ones oh you have gosh. um tina fey specifically in 30 rock i yes. still quote her on the daily basis <laughs> like every night i go home i'm like working on my night cheese <laughs> yes. like all the time i it's really embarrassing or high-fiving a million angels just <laughs> i am I am literally constantly quoting Tina Fey. She's like a combination of like someone who is extremely like at the top of her game and successful and like serious, but also came up with like night cheese. So it's a good yes. balance. And she's just like super awkward. And <laughs> I, again, or mildly awkward, however you want to put it. Yeah, that's off brand for us. I'm sorry. But I love her. Her and Amy Poehler together are just the best and they're hilarious and in power and i am all about women being in power which is great and then her um sarah palin impersonation (laughs) is like my life literally the best those two are great mindy kaling um uh, abby and alana from broad city so good that show in particular is like that changed my life they are so open. Yeah. They are so out there. Oh, yeah. They're crazy, but mm-hmm. wonderful. And I love them. Mm-hmm. 
yeah there's just there's so many women in media that i just have fallen in love with especially in the past like five or six years so how about you corby people your queens at this point uh tatiana Maslany, which i'm talking about (laughs) black yes but she's super active on social media about planned parenthood and other issues that are involving pretty much everyone but Mm -hmm. i i just love her i think she's amazing i guess i was i mean to go the character route as well i think leslie nope is always a big inspiration because i was was leaving oh now you're gonna (laughs) (laughs) i was leaving her for you because i was like i knew you were gonna say leslie nope so you say leslie nope and i'm like how could you (laughs) (laughs) can't think of another woman that's very gentleman that, that is very nice. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so Leslie Nope, for sure. Um, I think definitely Mindy Kaling as well. Like I've read both of her books, which are super funny and just awesome. Um, I had another one, and it's totally escaping me. Oh, uh, Felicia Day, who is, yeah. like, a vlogger and a writer and, like, kind of a, in the nerd space in a lot of ways. Can I throw one more person out there? No, no. we're done now. Go oh, uh, <laughs> we're done <laughs> talking about women, Sarah. <laughs> Never mind. No. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Um, another really great empowering person, uh, Liver and Cox, doing a <gasps> yes. lot for women, doing a lot for the trans community, mm-hmm. and just a super great actress. Oh yeah, a lot of people in Orange Is the New Black as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really like like Samira Wiley, just mm-hmm. oh my mm-hmm. gosh, and then her in The Handmaid's good. Tale was so good. <gasps> Handmaid's and then like. Tale. Her, like, wedding pictures are just so beautiful. <laughs> I know that's a really shallow reason to like someone, but, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it, that's know. the only reason I like people, <laughs> is because of their wedding pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Like, I feel like I have friends in high school or college that I'm like, I don't care about. And then they post wedding pics, and I'm like, yes, click, yes. Love it. <laughs> oh, my God, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not invited to your wedding? <laughs> but, Yeah. 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 Thanks, everyone. You're welcome. (laughs) So thinking of TV and movies, Mm -hmm. what female tropes should die? So, like, the example that I think of, like, not not in terms of female characters. Okay, that was really garbled. I'm going to start over. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, for example, one of the tropes that I think should probably die is, like, the, like, super shrill wife who's, like, kind of right, but everyone hates her because she's very shrill. So, for example, like, the one in Breaking... The, the example I have is from Breaking Bread. Mm. Bad. <laughs> Breaking, Breaking Bread. Bad. Breaking, <laughs> Breaking Bread. It is the Last Supper. We're doing this. It's like bread. It's a fun, fun way to say it. Breaking Bread. <laughs> California Breaking Bread. Organic. <laughs> yes, at the last summer, supper, they were like, Skyler, stop it. <laughs> okay, Breaking Bad. Um, Skyler White was definitely, you know, uh, I mean, she did launder some money, but definitely <laughs> kept the operation together way longer than it would have been, and mm-hmm. people hated her. Because they're like, she's mm-hmm. so shrill, why can't she just leave him alone to cook meth and ruin his life? <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like that trope needs to die. I was definitely on Team Skyler the whole yeah. show, and I hated when people were like, yeah. what? She's normal (laughs) she's like the most reasonable person the entire show but yeah yeah, get on her for yeah and walter's just kind of a dick so kind of yeah Mm -hmm. and that friend he hangs out with yeah that young animal (laughs) he is no good no No good good. i'm pretty sure he's on drugs (laughs) (laughs) he probably takes weed (laughs) i was raised homeschooled stop it Farm-grown chicken. A farm-grown chicken? She called me a farm-grown chicken for the record. Farm-grown chicken. I'm dying. We're going to bleep that out with a dolphin sound. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm thinking, too, like, 
a powerful woman. Like, when they're written to be a powerful woman, but that's literally the only trait. Mm. Like, they just come on and, I'm a powerful woman. And like, I'm a powerful character. And yeah, it's like, yeah. but there's nothing there. It's just like she can, like, own the room when she walks in, but then... Always wearing pantsuits. Yeah. And she just has something yes. to say in With that moment. With the blowout power kind of... bob hair. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think if you have to, like, that's the number one trait of a woman, you're like, oh, she's powerful. It's like, well... <laughs> like no, like you're powerful because of so many other like underlying right. things, right? Or the like, fact that you're just that makes you very one-dimensional and yeah. therefore not that interesting. So, do not even get me started on Wonder Woman because honestly, that movie made me so mad. <laughs> Wait, what made you mad about this? The the most recent Wonder Woman? Yes, <gasps> because she is a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. She is so powerful. She has a background. She's complicated. She's strong, she's smart, and then there's just, like, this dopey guy the entire movie. And I'm like, no, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do this. Please do do not do this. And then, yes, she, like, falls in love with him. I'm like, oh, my God, why? It's that in the – have you seen Wonder Woman? Excuse me, I'm sorry. I have, like, a Wonder Woman shirt I wore all of last summer. (laughs) You just every day. (laughs) I was, like, a little, you know, when, like, little kids wear something and they, like, Mm -hmm. won't take it off even to wash it. That was me with the Wonder Woman shirt last summer. You farm-grown chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Just for the listeners, Maddie is sitting here in a full Wonder Woman outfit. She looks amazing. It does smell a little bit because I have not taken it off. (laughs) I was going to say, like, just at the beginning of that movie when they're on the ship and she's like misunderstanding the fact that they're sleeping together but they're sleeping next to each other and it's like that whole scene of her like what what is sleeping next to you oh, and he's yeah. like no not sleeping with you like sleeping blah, blah, blah. i was just like what is the point of that like yeah. dumb woman learns about sex and like what like she yeah. talk about anything else like about the war they're about to fight you know, you know anything. Was, it made me so literally so mad the oh, entire yeah. time i was like they're doing this. I can't believe they're doing this. She does not need a man. Mm-hmm. Right? She does not need to fall Either in love with a man. I was like, waiting for B. I think it would have been funny, too, if she'd been like, oh, this is the first man I've ever met. And then she gets to, like, the rest of the world. She's like, oh, no, forget you. I can find someone better. We can immediately <laughs> date someone new. Because she is incredible and could literally get, like, any right? man she wanted. She does not need to get this dopey guy who's, like... Dope. Wonder- He's so dopey. He's dopey. Wonder Woman 2 is her with the Tinder app. <laughs> Wonder Woman 2 is her with me. Let's be real. <laughs> she like, doesn't you don't need that dopey man. I'm here for you. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I would watch that, though. <laughs> Although I did. Okay, I watched the first half hour of Justice League on a plane, and Corby has had to hear me complain about it for, like, two weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think they were trying to set up, like, a little Wonder Woman Batman romance thing. Which I'm not happy about. Yeah, I've n- I haven't seen that, so I didn't finish it because I just heard it was, it was terrible. So bad. Yeah. yeah, I just kind of wouldn't watch it. I just rolled my eyes so hard. <clears throat> they fell out of her head. She had to go <laughs> collect them. Any other female tropes that you think this is overplayed needs to die? The quirky best friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. Oh my god, that also makes me so mad. Again, it's just another female character that mm-hmm. they introduce. That's like funny but not funny enough to be the superstar and then they only talk about guys together mm-hmm. like that's her only role mm-hmm. and it just always makes me really mad okay i want to point out the um actress judy greer which you yeah. don't recognize the name but yet yeah, you totally know who she is because she has been the quirky best friend in so many movies yeah she was the best friend in 13 going on 30 she was the best friend in the wedding planner she was the best friend in what else Oh, the blonde. 27 yes. Dresses. 
She uh, was oh, I didn't know she the was best like friend in What Women Want. She was the best friend in Mad Love. She was the best friend in Playing for Keeps. So she's the best friend in Love and Other Drugs. Uh, yeah, so she's done that a lot. We should just give her a movie. Oh, my gosh, yes. Like an actual movie. It would be called The Quirky Best Friend. <laughs> what if it's a movie where she is, like, trying to live her life, and then all of these, like, beautiful, like, tall brunettes are like, I'm having boy problems. She's like, okay, I'll talk you through this. And then it has to do it with, like, five or ten people. Is this my life? <laughs> <laughs> my that tall brunette? <laughs> hey. Yeah, Corby, this is how we tell you. We don't want to hear about your relationship problems. <laughs> That's okay. But that whole Princess Diaries thing where they redo the woman and now yes. because she's beautiful, she is worthy. <laughs> that pisses me off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There are so many tropes now that I'm thinking about it that really upset yeah. me. Like what else? The ditzy blonde. Oh, yeah. Like yes. in every sitcom with a family, there's like the older sister who's beautiful but <laughs> ditzy and she gets all the guys, but then she's secretly deep sometimes. <laughs> or she's like, I really like watching football too or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> Again, my eyes just rolled out of my head yes. because it's disgusting. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <sighs> or the nerdy sister. Okay. Mm. Like Modern Family. Yes. Oh, right. The smart yes. one and the hot one. Yeah. Like, they yeah. have to be yeah. both. Of course. It can oh. never be the same person. It can never be the same person. <laughs> and there's no third option. And then the boy is a dope. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Usually. always. Yeah. This yeah. has been a Modern Family drag session. <laughs> We're just hated. <laughs> I really like the show. I yeah. just don't like the stereotypes. That's true. Okay. They do kind of rely heavy on them mm-hmm. for every character. <laughs> it kills me. What are your top three women-led TV shows or movies right now? I'm going to say Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not. What? Um, Another one of my favorite female, maybe not necessarily female-led, but definitely a lot of strong females, is Game of Thrones. Oh, that's true. There's some really good Mm -hmm. multidimensional women in there. Yes. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. (laughs) Which one? (laughs) Spoilers. But I, I, I think that show is really cool because it is set in a world, like, a very patriarchal society. And, like, that comes through. But also you have, like, four or five, like, super badass women just, like, doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Um, one of mine for sure is 30 Rock. Yes. I, I just love that show. I don't think it gets enough credit. Um, then another one is Weeds. Mm. So good. Ooh, I don't Nancy Botwin. Yes, Nancy Botwin mm-hmm. is kind of a bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that show. There's there's at least twelve more. Again, with the number twelve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Parks and Rec. Yeah, I was gonna say Parks that was and Rec. Incredible. Sure. Yep. Broad City. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I just watch? It's on HBO. Issa Rae? Oh, oh, Insecure? Yes! Insecure! <laughs> it's so good! Yeah. Really, it's really good. They have, they have two dope queens on HBO as well, with Phoebe Robinson and Jessica Williams, I think? Yeah. But they do stand-up on stage, and then they invite other stand-up comedians. I just remembered one of my favorites, not like a comedy sitcom, but Full Frontal with Samantha Bee. Is yeah, that's in, like a uh, news, yes, political commentary show. It's right? like The Daily Show, but with a woman, <laughs> and it's literally amazing. I'm obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. She's awesome, and hearing oh. a woman talk crap about 
our president is the best. I think Samantha is really witty. So I think that's what makes her, like, especially for, like, short clips online. It's, Mm -hmm. like, she just connects really well. Well, and I think for so long, too, I grew up with, like, Stephen Colbert and Jon Stewart. Mm -hmm. And they were, like, super edgy Mm -hmm. and political. And so it's awesome having a Mm -hmm. woman in that seat and being, like, yeah, it's not just men who can do this. And women are really funny, Mm -hmm. too. And actually they kind of have more right to be really funny about it. You know, so it's not just, like, Jimmy Kimmel. Right. Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Fallon. I think there's they're, they're two. Both, both. They're both Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, they're both. Wow, mm-hmm. they're both Jimmy. It's Jimmy Kimmel and Kimmel Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> and then who's uh, Seth Meyers? Seth, Seth Jimmy. Seth, Jimmy. <laughs> Seth but, James Meyers. They like own the the night yeah. life. It's all males. I just wanted you to stop, but they own the night. They own own the night. They own the night. (laughs) They're in like 90s leather trench coats and we own the night. Okay, guys. I can see them doing that. (laughs) Switch blades. (laughs) Aggressively snapping towards you. back hair. There's just like huge complaints about them too. Like they're not, like Jimmy Fallon, they don't, people don't really like Jimmy Fallon, but he still has a show. They're white males. That's true. They're untouchable. They're jolly white men on TV. They wear suits. That's they true. had That's Donald it. Trump on their show. <laughs> Wait, what? At some All point, of some of All them have had them. Oh, and I had had him, and I was like, why is this oh, happening? That's not good. I know Jimmy Fallon did for sure. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Again. back to women-led <laughs> TV shows and movies. Um, I have a list here, so I'm kind of oh, cheating. Monica Jones has been one that I really, really loved. Oh, yes. That was a Marvel one for Netflix. And mm-hmm. I think the, one of the reasons I loved it, because like it was it veered a little bit into, okay, Jessica Jones is super strong. Is that the only thing about her? She had this wonderful friendship with like her best friend Trish on the show. Mm-hmm. And they're both like really powerful like but complicated women and just had a really supportive friendship. Which I was like, I want to be friends with them. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Yeah. I really Orphan Black, obviously. Orphan Black. I'm so glad you said it because I was like, if I say Orphan <laughs> Black one more time, <laughs> well, someone else said Parks and Rec for me, so I can pay it forward gotcha. and say Orphan Black Thank for you. you. <laughs> will someone talk about Grey's Anatomy more later? <laughs> so one of us will be like, you know, Grey's Anatomy just does that so. <laughs> Dad, were you gonna say something? <laughs> oh, now that you bring it up. <laughs> Hey, Mildly Awkward fans, we have a new podcast for you to check out. And it's called Sincerely Not Okay. Be sure to check it out on Podbean and iTunes now. So we have our media maven Mm -hmm. and our leaving home leading lady. (laughs) Let's try to do some alliteration there. Because you are experts, so we have some very real people who wrote in for help. I am not fake. All right, that neither are they. <laughs> That's a fact. Okay, go ahead, Kirby. Ask the first question. The first one is, I want to move to L.A. to write scripts for superhero shows, but every time I get my friends here to read my ideas, they say I don't know how to write female superheroes. Should I just give up on writing female superheroes and focus on men? There are so many options for super male superheroes right now anyway. This is from Super in Scranton. No one else can see your hand raised. <laughs> WWLKD. What would Leslie Nope do? <gasps> Write about raccoons. Am I right? <laughs> female Rac- raccoon woman. Ooh. What would Ooh. raccoons' women's powers be? 
she was really good at digging through the trash. <laughs> she digs through all that trash in this city. Yes. Yes. With the raccoon. Does. See, yeah. Leslie is saying it with a lot more conviction, Liz. So I, that's why we're <laughs> we're connecting with her vision more. Yes. It's really good with her hands. <laughs> your hand Sarah <laughs> and her superhero outfit can just be like the raccoon yeah. mask and then she just has great hands all like <laughs> oh she has like a mask over her raccoon mask <laughs> this is adorable so yeah basically so for this guy maybe our advice is invest in raccoon woman mm-hmm. there's already a raccoon superhero though there could Wait, be really? more than one Had- yeah uh, what is his name? Rock- Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yes. His name is Rocket Raccoon. Is that even right? I think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, this is, right. I'm more into Groot. It's fine. I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> the baby Groot. A show that does not do much for women, South Park, also has a raccoon superhero character. True. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was such a thing. Oh. Yeah, it's very common out here. So any parting wisdom for Super and Scranton? Get new friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, yeah, okay. They seem awful. Yeah. They don't seem very supportive. No. But they're men. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I'm also Get I'm rid of your dude to, friends. Yes, <laughs> I don't want to bash men. <laughs> Get friends who are as supportive as your bra. <laughs> yep. yep. And not that crappy one you wore in high school before you knew how to fit one. You so. know what I mean? The one yeah. where the wire is now poking out of it? Yeah, like Stop you it. may have a flesh wound because of it. <laughs> that, absolutely. Don't keep those friends. <laughs> you sadness and tetanus. <laughs> I'm writing a rom-com right now that focuses on a busy working gal who falls for a maverick advertising executive playboy. The problem is I can't figure out what kind of career to give my female lead. Help? From not working out in Nova Scotia. I think I think she should be a superhero. <laughs> Specifically a raccoon based superhero. That's just my thoughts. To you, Liz. I was gonna say porn star. <laughs> like if you're doing it, might as well go all the way yeah. in. I mean, if you're gonna go for that trope, just make her a porn star. So porn star by day, raccoon superhero by night. Yes. Just raccoon by night. <laughs> This movie makes no sense, but I love it. (laughs) But then you can have that plot line where she's like, How do I balance these two parts of me? (gasps) It's like Shrek. (laughs) I love it. What would I thought you meant like the porn aspect of my or the raccoon? Well, I mean, he is an ogre. Oh no. So I was like, What Shrek were you watching? answer to that question (laughs) for the next one my friend is having a costume party celebrating badass female characters to celebrate the release of tomb raider i want to go way outside the box with my costume because i think everyone else is going to dress up as the big ones like wonder woman what character should i dress up as this is from wondering woman in Wyoming. So the costume has to be like a strong female costume. <laughs> yes. Yes. Not you say tomb- <laughs> <laughs> No, so not Tomb Raider specific. No, 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 no. Just okay. any strong okay. female character, and she wants to just go outside the box a little bit. 
<laughs> I want her to be the tiny hands character <laughs> from uh, SNL. Her like name Kristen is Wiig. Denise. <laughs> I want her to be Denise. So Kristen Wiig is Denise with like the tiny hands on yeah. the forehead. Yes. Kristen Wiig. See, I was going to go like a really sentimental route and be like, dress up as your mom. Oh No. Yeah, we're going with tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my mom has tiny hands. You don't know her. She was very into SNL. She's like, this is how I yeah. can introduce them and normalize the tiny hands. You don't know Trish. <laughs> I am a proud parent of an eight-year-old and a ten-year-old daughter. I feel like I should read that differently. Yeah. Like eight-year-old daughter <laughs> and a ten-year-old daughter. <laughs> Two children. Okay, eight and ten. The Thanks. judgment is... All right. I am a proud parent of two daughters, ages eight and ten. And I'm looking for movies and TV shows that'll have good female role models for them to watch. We've made it through most of the Disney movies, and they love people like Moana, Elsa, Pocahontas, people like that. But I also want to introduce them to live action and more grown-up roles. Any suggestions from maybe Model Mom in Minnesota? They're probably too young for Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) They're also probably too young for porn. Not necessarily. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I couldn't help it. <laughs> no, you know what? That's your prerogative. <sighs> so what's like? So eight and ten, maybe looking forward to getting a little older. What are some good like female role models? Like I'm trying. I don't know what's on like Disney Channel these days. I feel like when I was a kid, like we had Hannah Montana and That's So Raven and Wizards of Waverly Place. And those were pretty cool. I love that show. But, like, I don't, I think it's all crap now. But I might just be old and just assuming that, like, <laughs> the stuff of it. younger generations is just crappy. Yeah. Let us go back to Lizzie McGuire because she was my idol and I turned out fine. <laughs> totally fine. It's fine. I'm good. We're fine. Hillary Duff. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now that we know, definitely nothing weird is going on. Addie's definitely fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I guess there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, watch Lizzie McGuire, even if you're a 10-year-old now. She has the original Bitmoji. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I was also thinking, like, actresses like Zendaya. (gasps) She's she's pretty good at, like, well, she's a role model, but also she's just incredible and kick-ass. And then I was thinking um, the new... Black Panther movie, the youngest, the sister, the young, well, now here I am. (laughs) Listen to me, the young sister. (laughs) Um, She's more than someone's sister. What's her name? The lead scientist on Wakanda. Say her name. I I don't even know. Isn't it Cherie? I, this one, I th- is it with an X? I haven't seen the movie. Wakanda yes. forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I couldn't remember how to say, well, I can't remember her name, and I can't remember the main guy's name or anyone's name. Sure. Uh, sure, Jan. <laughs> also, play the new Tomb Raider games. They're good. Yeah. I'm a little violent. <laughs> Your eight-year-old is like, die! <laughs> you can just, like, dolphin voice all the violent stuff. Buffy. <laughs> Always Buffy. Yeah, always, they can grow always. up with Buffy. Buffy I kind of want my kids to grow up with Buffy. Yeah, That'd I be do fun. Too. Have the childhood I was robbed of on my chicken farm. <laughs> chicken farm. We want to thank Liam Coulter for providing our podcast cover. And special thanks to Steve Higgins for recording the original. You can find Steve Higgins' music on Facebook and Instagram. Alright, so we're going to move on to our mini game called Pitch This. So pitch a female-driven television plot to some Paramount executives. So we're going to give you a genre, and you're going to see if you can convince us quickly and efficiently whether or not we should greenlight your 
pilot? Um, rom-com or gritty noir thriller? Gritty noir thriller. Okay. All right. Welcome to the studios. Yes, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Tell us, you know, we hear you have a very interesting project in the works. Uh, what was it called again? Gritty noir thriller. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. topical. Just kind yes. of right on the nose. I right. love that. We didn't want any mystery about yeah. the gritty noir thriller. Ooh. It kind of it kind of is the nose. So that's how on the nose it is. Mm-hmm. Beautiful way to put that. Ironically, the main actress has a giant nose. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that mm. her best and only feature? She's <laughs> just a giant nose. Mm. Mm. Okay, so set the scene. What's the setting? What's the what's the what's happening? It's Paris. In um, 1930s. What a lovely time for Mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. And a giant nose, yes. Mm -hmm. Right before World War II, am I right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Big noses were in. Yes. (laughs) Um, It's raining during the first scene. Mm -hmm. Blood. (laughs) Is it a a bloody nose or what's happening? (laughs) It's just, it's raining blood. (laughs) It's a metaphor for menstruation. (laughs) Oh, so we're like really hitting a lot of themes really mm-hmm. directly. Mm-hmm. As you do in a gritty noir thriller. That mm-hmm. is, you know, that's accurate to the genre. I will give you that. They're not exactly the subtle, you know, plot lines. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. Tell me more. So the first scene is she's in the in the middle of the street. It's raining blood and she's <laughs> just screaming. Shrieking. Shrieking, some would say. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And just on the ground, rolling around mm-hmm. in pain. And that's most of the movie, actually. Yes, yes. There's a really, really great uh, backdrop of music yeah. that is composed by only female flautists. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very nice. So inspirational. Mm-hmm. Well, are we going to greenlight this? I think, you know, I think, okay, before we greenlight this, because mm-hmm. I'm tempted to greenlight this, mm-hmm. who are we casting as the nose? Oh, yes, very important. We are casting um, the the Lily girl from Modern Family, the young mm. child. Yes, the, the, the Lily girl. The, the, the Lily girl. The, the eight-year-old? I'm looking up yes. her IMDb page She's now. She actually now. is called Lily Girl is her name. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. She plays the nose in this gritty mm-hmm. noir thriller. Yes. You know, it's it's experimental, mm-hmm. but it's fresh. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. young. It's very young. Very, like 12, 12 very young. young. It's about puberty. <laughs> And that's a metaphor. You know what? I'm I'm greenlighting. I'm on say. board. Also, um, I don't know if we said this, but the flautists also don't have hands. So <laughs> we're really... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Go on. They play with their feet. <laughs> Requires a lot of flexibility. <laughs> the logistics of that is very fascinating, but you know... I just hope you don't spend a lot of money <laughs> in this budget. That was most of the oh, budget. You know what? They don't Kobe, expect don't be a to hater. get <laughs> We have to greenlight every expense that these two visionary women and their nose need. No, it's not about knees, Maddie. <laughs> oh she gosh. said nose, did she not? Okay, let's move on to the next one. Uh, superhero reboot or stoner comedy? Stoner comedy. All right, so thank you for coming in again. Uh, mm-hmm. After the wild success of the you know gritty noir thriller, the TV show mm-hmm. starring the twelve-year-old nose, we thought we'd have you in to talk about your next ideas and what's this fresh new season. 
Yeah, so we're we're looking at a, a stoner stoner film and mm. uh, casting a female lead in it. It's Ooh. it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fresh, new. Stoner. What does it mean, stoner? Comedy. Stoner. It's in the ancient times <laughs> when they would prosecute a woman and <gasps> throw stones at her. Yes. Yes. Oh. Um, it takes place at not the one and only Stonehenge's. Mm. <gasps> yes. Very stone yes. heavy. Yes. Um, there's a lot of yes. rock and roll. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but I just got it. Stone her comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was saying it wrong. We should change the name of our studio, which has been to this point female driven movie studio, to Stone Her Studio. Mm-hmm. We're very witty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what's the plot? What's going on? Mm. Again, there's a nice backdrop of rock and roll music. The Rolling Stones. Ah, yes. Yes. Thematic. Mm -hmm. It's the thread that binds this whole thing together. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's this this woman who is at the Stonehenge hedges hedges. (laughs) I don't know that word. I don't think it's Stonehenge. (laughs) No, no. I think you're wrong. It's Stonehenge. Wait, is it not? No, it's Stonehenge. (laughs) She has a granite strong will. And who are you casting as this Stone Cold Fox? Emma Stone. <laughs> Just bring it on home. Tonight, you know, when I journal, I'm going to, the final words are going to be, I should have seen that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the runner-up was Betty White. Unfortunately, mm. she, she didn't make the cut. Oh, I thought you were going to say she didn't make it. <laughs> oh, no. She's dead. Oh. Did they write her into Grey's Anatomy or something? Yes. It's a high mortality rate. She got you. By a plane. Very sad. Greenlit? Greenlit. I, Greenlit. I would like to greenlight this project, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Let's do one more. One more. Okay. All right. So you can either make a sexy spy thriller or a historical biopic Oscar bait. Spy thriller. Sexy. Okay. Sexy spy thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, and once again, we applaud you on your success of your, your second TV show, uh, Stone Her Comedy. I can't remember the title, but it was great. We have our fun nickname for it around here because of all the money it made us. <laughs> so what's next for this dynamic duo? We're going to make a nice, sexy spy thriller. <gasps> yes. Emphasis. On spy mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. versus. So the let the them have their process, Corby. <laughs> I'm sorry, this makes very little sense, but I yes, please continue. Oh, sorry, did I say spy thriller? I meant fly thriller. Uh-oh. It's a the female lead is a a fly, as in a bug. <laughs> <laughs> There's many different perspectives. <laughs> Okay, so she's a fly. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like a specific type of fly, like a housefly. <laughs> um, born, she, born and raised a mm, housefly, mm, yes, but had the soul of an adventurer. She, mm. She's a housefly, but she never felt comfortable in that traditional role mm-hmm. and wanted to move outside her gender roles. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. We're busting stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, right. so this fly, what is her journey? Um, mainly it's avoiding newspapers. <laughs> it takes place over the course of two days. It is her entire life. <laughs> so it, it is a biopic in some ways. A life of flies. I love it. Will she have a love interest? His name is the Lord of the Flies. 
And, and who plays the Lord of the Flies? <laughs> the same guy who plays Lord Voldemort, ironically. Oh. Mm. Is this a cartoon? I think he's being typecast, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a cartoon. It's so Betty White in a fly costume. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we finally got her. Finally nailed her down. Wonderful. Yes, all it took was some fly paper. <laughs> Okay, I just want to point out, I am loving these puns because I love puns. Corby is like collapsing in on himself. I do like like puns. I do like puns, but it's been a lot of puns. It could be a spider fly thriller because spiders catch flies. (laughs) I'm going to leave now. Oh my gosh. Well, wonderful job. All three. Greenland. Mm-hmm. Greenland. Mm-hmm. I think Beautiful. especially since we got Betty White after, yeah. you know, once she, she gets av- killed off from Grey's Anatomy. She avoided the plane by turning into a fly. <laughs> mm. So it's a spin-off it in mm-hmm. its own right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right, so we're going to finish with some rapid-fire deal-breakers. Whenever there is a fight scene with a woman on screen, your significant other goes, cat fight. Ew, deal breaker. <laughs> Absolute deal breaker. And then I go, rough dog fight. <laughs> right? Exactly. I love that. Okay, yes, deal breaker for me too. How about you, Corby? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> all right. Your significant other thinks that an all-female heist movie like Ocean's 8, which is coming out, would not work because all the women would just break up and gossip about each other. Deal breaker. I would break up with him and then date all eight women. <laughs> oh, that's a that. power move. I and I think that. that's... Brilliant. I'm all about power moves. Also, I, I love how in this scenario you have access to all eight actresses from You're like, Ocean's Sandra Bullock, <laughs> can I buy you a drink? And she's like, yes. She's Did like, you not happened? hear my movie pitches? Yeah, we are very famous. <laughs> like Betty White got you in close with those. I've had three successfully made TV shows. <laughs> also, in this scenario, <laughs> apparently I like women. <laughs> that's, the, that's a minor detail. <laughs> Your significant other claims they like movies with female leads, but every time you watch one, they describe the female main character as really shrill. Just every movie. Is she, though? It's just just movies with female leads, but he's always like, yeah, that was fine, but she's really shrill. But he's like every single movie with a female lead. Yeah. That's a deal breaker. Yeah, I think I'd just scream in his ear. Yeah. I'll show you this trail! (laughs) (laughs) Just getting really aggro over here. I like it. I get really angry when people are sexist. (laughs) Yeah, okay. This is like deal breaker, and then this is like step two. Then what do you do to make that person's life a living Mm. hell to pay for it? (laughs) Yay. (laughs) All right. Uh... Your significant other will only watch movies that pass the Bechdel test. That only pass... The Bechdel test, again, yeah. being, yeah, two women with names speaking to each other about something other than a man. I mean, I think there's something, like, kind of cool about that, but then I think we would also miss out on a ton of great movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is he, like, doing it just because of it? Because that's kind of... Yeah. That's his main criteria. It's like, if it doesn't pass the Bechdel test, we can't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably miss out on a lot of great movies. Is it, like... That is true we can't watch it or like he can't watch it he's just like i'm just not gonna watch it so i could like watch it by myself though mm-hmm. okay cool i'll just walk by and be like mm, enjoying all those men talking to each other and then i would yell shrilly <laughs> in his ear <laughs> <laughs> with my you? entourage of the eight women from <laughs> we're like we're all her exes she broke our hearts <laughs> i just can't quit her we all just uh, yell at him it's fine 
It's a beautiful triumphant moment for women everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, I think that might be a deal breaker for me. Only because I think I agree. It's like you got to be a little more nuanced than that. I think it's great to be conscious of that Bechdel test, but it does not make a movie a good movie, or its absence does not make it a bad movie. It just says a lot about representation in that movie. I agree. <laughs> Tell us what you think, male. <laughs> um, I think women were created just as equal, but they're not treated as so, and they should be, and they should be given more roles in films where they're talking to other women that have similar or more value than they do and they're not talking about men and that is the name of the talk show we're going to launch after this episode <laughs> that is the entire title of the episode <laughs> do that for your info <laughs> for my, yep, yep exactly beautiful okay well thank you guys so much for coming back on our weird little podcast it's wonderful to have you both alright so I have been your co-host Corby I have been your co-host Maddie did we pass the Bechdel test? You did. Yay! And now say your names, please. <laughs> oh, I'm Addie. I'm Sarah. And this has been Mildly Awkward. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>